Alright, how we doing everybody? I'm your host Will Reddington and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Our show is brought to you by Vegas Live 365. If you are looking for a way to bet on sports from the comfort of your own home, if you're tired of driving across the bridge, Vegas 365 is your spot. Message me, Will Reddington 4 on Twitter if you want to get set up, whether you bet $5 or $5,000 every single week. Vegas 365 has you covered. Our show is also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy Sports. Use promo code RED with two Ds for a $20 deposit bonus on any deposit, $20 or more. Thrive has awesome NFL contests rolling each weekend. You could win up to $10,000. And of course, we are also brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub. O'Shea's Irish Pub, as concerts and events start to return to the KFC Yum Center, there's no spot more equipped to give you the best pregame or the best postgame you could ever ask for than O'Shea's Irish Pub, downtown 123 Main Street. Very easy to remember. All right, let's get it going. Right, Red Talk, we are back. AB Austin Bickett is here. Episode 201. And the NFL playoffs are here. We're starting Saturday at 4.30. We're going until Monday night. It's going to be fun, and that's what I think we should do today. I think we should just go through every single game. What do we think? Where's it going? I got some Super Bowl odds. This is a, it's a solid time of year, but it's also sad because the end of football is on the horizon. Yeah, we really need to enjoy these next two weeks in particular. I mean, we still have, after that, we still have the um, conference championships and Super Bowl. But these next two weeks are the best weeks for football um, overall. The next week in general is the best week, in my opinion, the divisional round. It's usually like the eight best teams going going up against each other. Um, uh, we have a couple games that I'm not really looking forward to that much this weekend i mean i'm gonna watch every second love it because it's playoff football but i i'm really not i really can't get excited for this bucks eagles game or this Chiefs steelers game yeah only two games that are projected to be blowouts and i guess we do have to do the thing where we're like georgia won the national championship i can't believe i just forgot about that but georgia did win the national championship 33 to 18 it was a really exciting game yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty boring the first three quarters, but it was close, so it was a good game. But yeah, I mean, we we told you that we were gonna get it wrong, and we were on Bama, and we were wrong. But you know, Bama led the whole game basically until the very last ten minutes of the game. Um, their second wide receiver, who you correctly predicted would get injured before he was even injured, goes out. Uh, they probably win if he doesn't go out, and they probably win if they score even one touchdown on the four red zone trips that they got. Only three points on, so you know, I think Georgia was the best team all year. Congrats to them. Glad they won. But uh, I don't – I think Bama – I don't think Bama was a bad bet by us. I think they probably should have won. Yeah, it, Bama was just too injured. I, I do feel bad about saying Jamison Williams was injured and then him not being injured and then immediately getting injured when he was the probably the best player on the field. Yet badly yeah. injured also. Do not feel good about that. Um, 
Yeah, they, they couldn't block. Uh, it felt like a matter of time. Alabama had time, though, to step on their throats. They, they kept getting the ball all the way down there and not capitalizing, and and that's what happens. And, and Bryce Young, I mean, he didn't have a lot of time, but he, he wasn't very good. And Stetson Bennett did just enough to win that game. All three Georgia running backs are really good. They, deeper, more talented, it's weird to say, a, about an opponent of Alabama when you, when you finish a game. But Alabama's too many injuries, couldn't sustain it. Uh, yeah, Stetson Bennett is a cool story. Uh, Walk-on, transferred away from Georgia because Justin Fields came there, came back from a junior college back to Georgia, had to get injuries and bad quarterback play just for him to even get a chance. Probably the wor- the least talented quarterback we'll ever see win a championship in college football, uh, especially with like all these guys can transfer super easily now. And you know it's going to be pretty much Bama, Georgia, Clemson, or Ohio State for the next 10 years anyway. So... But, you know, he made the biggest throw of the night on that free play and did just enough, like you said. So congrats to Stetson Bennett, I guess. Yeah, I can't imagine we're ever going to watch Stetson Bennett play football again, uh, which is very weird. I feel like the last few national championships, I mean, even if you have like a bad national championship quarterback, you see him in the sixth or seventh round of a draft because he's a proven winner. You will not see that with Mr. Stetson Bennett under any circumstances, but uh, still a cool story. Uh, Kirby Smart, I mean, they finally got the monkey off their back. Props to Georgia. That's uh, that's enough college football talk. College football is over. We will discuss it again in August, and I can wait for that. NFL playoffs, game one. Cincinnati Bengals, the jungle. It's rocking. A lot of people thought they wouldn't be here. A lot of people didn't think they'd they do a lot of things this year. I'm not one of those people. Joe Burrow sat last week. We didn't get to see the Bengals last week. Basically a week off. The last time we saw them play, they beat the Chiefs. Last time we saw the Raiders, immaculate Sunday night victory. The the almost tie. The Raiders have one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. The Bengals can't really block. This is going to be a really good game, and I think this line of, of six is a little high. Yeah, the Bengals did uh, beat them pretty easily this season. But the Raiders, I mean, I'm not going to say team of destiny because I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. But they had to basically win their last four games. And it's not like they played easy teams the whole time. They beat the Colts and the Chargers the last two weeks. So they are playing as good as anybody coming into it. They're obviously not as talented as the Bengals or most of the other teams in the playoffs. But I don't know with that that 30-year drought looming over the Bengals Raiders pretty much playing for nothing to lose at this point uh, I think this will be a good game I also think six is a little high I thought it'd be four and a half ish um, I actually like the over in this game if I had to pick one of the four sides but uh, I'm I've been addicted to Bengals overs the whole season so yeah not a bad spot to be 32 to 13 first time they played it was in Vegas this year um, I, I can see the Bengals coming out tight for sure in this spot yeah, especially it, with uh, starters all taking off last week Absolutely. That's the negative of, of doing that. And and I'm worried about it. I'd, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. But I also think that the Raiders have way, way more of a chance to be the happy to be here team versus a team of destiny. They fought through a lot of adversity this year. And I will say I think the Bengals are the best team they have played in, during this, this four game winning streak that they're on. Now, I do think the Chargers are the best team to not make the playoffs and the Colts are probably right behind them. The Raiders won both those games. It was exciting. Props to them. But Josh Jacobs looked like LaDainian Tomlinson playing the Chargers the other night. And every running back this year has. Joe Mixon looked like that as well. The Bengals aren't going to let that happen. The Bengals' defense is a lot better than people think it is. I, I, I just I can't see the Raiders winning this game. 
Like, the Bengals have just too much firepower on offense and enough star power on defense to get this done. So I, I do think they win, and I am going to, for the sake of Red Talk, say Bengals minus six. They still win. They still cover that. But I do think the line should be four. Yeah, um, T. Higgins added to the injury report about an hour ago. Uh, I'm what? assuming that. Yeah, I'm assuming that he will be out there. But I mean, getting injured this late in the NFL week on a short week, they play on Saturday. Probably only one more day of practice can't be a good sign. Um, don't know how serious it is. Might, but he might not be 100% going into it. So, yeah, uh, like you said, I think the Bengals win. If I had to take a side, I would take the points with the Raiders just because of how they've been playing. But my bet for this game will be over 49. Man, T. Higgins, yeah, questionable with a foot now. That is. Not That's awesome big. news. Yep. Yep. That means we're going to see a lot of Uzama, maybe some of the, the lesser known Mike Thomas. That is not great. T Higgins, 74 catches, 1,000 plus yards in the year. Unbelievable player. Uh, one team has Joe Burrow. The other team has Derek Carr. So uh, the Bengals should move on here. And looking ahead, if the Bengals win and the AFC stays chalk as we jump into the other games, the Bengals will have a road game against the Titans. And I think that's where you want to be when you look at the Chiefs, Bills, and the Titans. I think that's who you want to play. So the Bengals win this game. I think they're at a spot where they're no more than a three-point underdog next week against a team coming off a bye, against a team trying to work Derrick Henry back into the flow of an offense that's been working. I mean, they are the one seed in the AFC. They do have the worst point differential of any one seed in the AFC of the last 20 years. You know who the next closest is? Um, No. Your Super Bowl champion. Is it that I was saying? The 2015 Broncos makes sense because their offense was not good, but their defense was so good that yeah. they were winning games like 13 to seven. So that makes a ton of sense. That was going to be my guess, but I didn't want to sound, you know, I didn't want to come off too biased. Yeah, it was the Broncos, and props to the Titans with all they've done. Their secondary is awesome. They they definitely can counteract what the Bengals are going to put out there. But the Bengals got to win first. Let's not get carried away. But I do think that the Bengals' path to the Super Bowl is not that far-fetched if they can edge Las Vegas this weekend. Second game, 8-15, Saturday night. AFC East, two teams that do not like each other. Zero-degree weather projected in Buffalo. The Bills favored by four against the New England Patriots. These two teams are coming into the playoffs looking a little differently lately. The Patriots may have peaked too early. The Bills have looked pretty good as of late, beating the Patriots last time they played just a few weeks ago. This is going to be really, really cold and really, really intense. Bills minus four. What do you think? I took the Bills both times they played the Patriots this year. Uh, if you remember, the first game was that crazy wind game where it's like Mac Jones threw three passes. Patriots won on the road. Um, that game was kind of kind of just throw it all out on both sides. Like anything could have happened that night. Damian Harris had the 70-yard touchdown rush. Stephon Diggs dropped a touchdown because the wind was blowing like crazy. But I took them again the second time, um, and they handled them pretty easily, one by 12. I'm going to take the Bills again. Uh, the Bills are kind of flying under the radar as, like, nobody's talking about them because first ten week, or the first seven or eight weeks of the season, everybody was like, oh, this is the best team in the AFC. Remember, they beat the Chiefs in a primetime game by, like, 18 points. Everybody was like, oh, this is the passing of the torch. Mahomes, Josh Allen, um, Bills are a more complete team. And then they started playing really bad. They had that weird loss to the Jaguars, 9-6, to six, and then got killed by the Colts. So they kind of flew under the radar. 
Um, the Patriots, in my opinion, have overachieved. I didn't think they would be very good. They weren't very good last year. Didn't know how Mac Jones would translate to the NFL. He's been pretty solid, but I think on Saturday night, all the lights, biggest game of his career, obviously. It's going to be cold. It's not going to be windy like it was the first week, but I think he plays like a rookie here. Uh, we kind of saw that on the the um, was it Christmas no Christmas night they played the Cardinals that Saturday night game against the Colts when uh, they were down like twenty zero and Mac Jones just couldn't do anything. It's it's going to be hard for me to believe that a rookie is going to go in and into a hostile environment. Bills Mafia have been waiting on this game for two years. They couldn't go to the games last year. It's going to be wild in there Saturday night. I think the Bills are going to cover minus four here. I'm back and forth about this. I think the Bills are the much better team. I do think the weather favors the Patriots because the Patriots have three running backs on their team that are all better than anybody the Bills can put back there. So they're going to be able to run the ball. Who knows what the win's going to be like. But I I just think the Bills are better. Uh, I, I do think they find a way to win this as well. Mac Jones has gone on record saying, I hate the cold weather. I want no part of it. And it is going to be frigid. I mean, it's it's going to look like Lambo there, and the the Bills are used to it. The Patriots should be used to it, but the fact that he's saying that, I, I don't think that's good. But the Bills' defense is, it has been awesome. The Patriots are two and three in their last five, so I I see it ending here. But God, it'd be tough for the city of Buffalo if they can't find a way to win this game. Yeah, that would be uh, really tough for them. This will this will probably be the best environment of the weekend, just because you know it's it's Buffalo and it's Saturday night and it's going to be cold football weather, so. I'm really looking forward to this game. I'm really glad this is the Saturday night game, even though it might not be like the most like high-scoring, big-play type game. I'm excited this is the the one we get. Disagree with the best environment thing. I mean, the jungle. Oh, my God. When we, and Haven't had a playoff game there in a while. Really excited. All those strange clouds going up. It's... It's going to be scary in there. I wouldn't want to be the Raiders. But it will be will be crazy in Buffalo as well. 1 o'clock Sunday, Tom Brady thanking the, the heavens that he gets the Sunday 1 o'clock game and not a Sunday night game where he has historically been horrendous. They play not the only, Eagles. Yeah, not only is he thankful for that, he almost got the Saints, who he is. That's the, his worst team to play against. That would have been more exciting, in my opinion. I don't think the Saints are very good, but against the Bucks, for some whatever reason, Brady cannot figure it out. So that would have been pretty exciting. But you know they they didn't get in for whatever or for whatever reason. Their quarterback play was not great all year. So now we get to watch the Bucks, who strength is running the ball, and the Bucks' strength on defense is stopping the run. So this will be an interesting matchup. Yeah, without a doubt, they played this season which seems so forgotten. It was before Halloween, but the Bucks won 28-22. to Hard to see Jalen Hurts going into Tampa Bay and winning this playoff game against Tom Brady. The Eagles have given the Tom Brady-led squads trouble in the past. It's an interesting game. I will be cheering for the Eagles and the Niners. Would love for the Rams to host the Niners in the second round somehow instead of having to go to Lambeau under any circumstances that would just be neat but um it, it's hard to see happening the eagles have just been so inconsistent all year and um i i expect jalen hurts to to play really really bad but with that being said give me the eagles plus eight and a half i i think this might be a blowout you know it's that's it's the first one on sunday everybody's kind of just laying around on the couch i think it might might get ugly in the second half um Eagles or Steelers, take your pick for worst roster in the playoffs. It's probably the Steelers. But 
I mean, uh, is Jalen Hurts really going to go beat Tom Brady? Tom Brady is probably going to be pissed off. I mean, the last time these two teams faced in a meaningful game, the Eagles beat him in a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, this this screams second half blowout to me. I I can see it. I'm taking the Eagles though. I can't just take all favorites. So the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. Uh, next game, middle of the day on Sunday. Awesome, awesome game. Death Star, Dallas, the Cowboys coming in hot, hosting the 49ers. Minus three and a half. The 49ers ruined my Sunday with a 88-yard, one-minute drive to destroy the Rams' chances at a two-seed and to clinch their playoff berth. Jimmy G looked better. Debo Samuel looks untackleable, one might say. They got this guy named Juwan Jennings. His coach was quoted saying that Juwan Jennings plays 95% of the game blacked out. I don't really know what he's referring to there. I don't know how that makes any sense, but um, he was unstoppable. We couldn't stop him. He was better than Debo Samuel last week, arguably. This is the best game of the weekend, including Monday night with the Rams Cardinals. The Niners are a team that nobody wants to play, all that stuff. They, they barely get in. Cowboys up to three and a half. What do you think? Yeah, my first reaction when I saw the line was, oh, the Niners will be the most popular underdog money line. My favorite underdog that I think has a chance to win the game. Uh, multiple teams have a chance, but this is the one that I think has the best chance to win the game. And then I was like, everybody's on the Niners. I haven't seen one person be like, yeah, Cowboys easily. But, you know, I mean, the Cowboys defense has been, that has been what has been the difference this year. We've, our whole lives, all we've heard is like, you know, the Cowboys are going to be really good this year. And then they, they can always been able to score points really. And their defense can never stop anybody. And they're, they've had the, the most turnovers forced this year. A lot of that was, Trayvon Diggs, it seems like he either gets burnt or he gets a pick. So I guess you got to live with giving up yards when you're getting interceptions. But, you know, the Niners, the Niners are the team that, like you said, nobody wants to play because of how well they run the ball. And we all know in the playoffs, the games slow down. There's a lot more runs. There's a lot more time between plays. The games get shorter. Uh, I, I think the Cowboys are in trouble here. I really do. The Niners have such a complex way of running kind of the same play over and over again, where they continue to run the ball, but there's so much misdirection. And I I don't know. I, I, I looked at it as well and thought, oh, the Niners are going to beat the Cowboys. Yeah, that's, that's going to happen me, for sure. Yeah, that's what makes me second-guess it because it's like every person I've seen on Twitter, like, oh, Niners money line this weekend, like Niners plus three and a half. Like, it feels like the Niners win or the Cowboys win by double digits. Yeah, I think that here I'm going to go with the better quarterback, and that is by a lot, <laughs> Dak. Yeah, and the Cowboys' defense is arguably better than the Rams. I actually think it's fair to say at this point. I, I think they're more physical than the Rams. And I I don't know. I think the Niners, they, they barely get in here. Kittle hasn't been as involved as you would, you're typically used to. And the Cowboys, that Gallup injury is huge. It felt yep. huge, I guess is what I should say, because he, he tears his ACL in that touchdown. But that Cedric Wilson dude is tough. He's they a get great, a lot yeah. from Schultz. Yeah, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. It's like they're they're potent and they're very, very talented. And I, I don't see them going out against a team led by Garoppolo. I still have that Thursday night Titans game in the back of my mind. Yeah. Even though at recency bias, they just beat my team and put together an unthinkable drive. And Debo Samuel is the one guy that you, you just can't seem to tackle in the NFL right now. I, I like the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys... A lot for me depends on how the Cowboys come into this game, and I don't know if I trust Mike McCarthy because 
Dak should throw the ball 55 times this game because the 49ers corners are horrendous. It's clearly the weakest part of their entire team. Um, the Cowboys have the weapons even without Gallup. They still have C.D. Lamb and Mari Cooper. Cedric Wilson has had an awesome year. And I, Zeke has been underwhelming this year. I don't know if it's all him. I don't know if it's their offensive line isn't as good as it used to be. But I think Dak should throw the ball 45 to 50 times this game. And I think, don't think the Niners will be able to stop that. So I'm kind of hoping that Shannon, or that McCarthy gets outcoached, which I think is a very good possibility. His time management has been horrible since he's been there. He's just had the talent on his team to overcome it. So, yeah, like I said, I think I feel this feels like a, a Cowboys blowout or a Niners outright win. Not a blowout, but like a double-digit win. You know, the biggest difference between the Cowboys and the Rams offensively, I think, is the mobility of the quarterbacks. And the Niners, what switched the entire game are those constant three and outs the Rams had. Somebody is winning on the defensive line, and then Stafford feels it and just folds. He just goes down. Why does he go down? I don't know, because he's 100. It's really frustrating to watch. But Dak is like a super athletic, mobile dude with a ton of arm talent that I think can fix your broken plays. And the Rams just didn't have that this past week. That was the difference. The first half, he had some time, go up 17 nothing, and then that all goes away. And I, I think the Cowboys are a lot better than the Rams, as much as that pains me to say. I, you know, I hate that. I hate that that's a thing. But it it just is. And and I'm, I'm going with the Cowboys here. The, the Niners shouldn't have beaten the Rams last week, and they're not going to beat the Cowboys this week. This is Sunday a night. game. This is a game that, for the fans, for the organization, for Jerry Jones, for McCarthy, they the Cowboys have to win because they, they've, like I said earlier, they are hyped every single year through the through the Romo days, through all of Dak's days thus, thus far. They're you know it's Super Bowl or buzz, like America's team, all that. And this year they are actually probably one of the top five best teams in the NFL. If they go one and done on their home field, man, it's going to get ugly. Now, well, Des Bryant caught that ball. People forget. Everything could have been different. But uh, been. Sunday night. Also, people forget if he did catch that ball, Aaron Rodgers would have had like a minute and a half to get a field goal. Yeah, and that one year he had like 30 seconds and still got the field goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, not a bad point. Sunday night, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, a team that belongs nowhere near this 14-team uh, this coalition of what makes up the NFL playoffs. Uh, Big Ben looked as bad last week against the Ravens as anybody ever. But they won. Why did they win? Because Tyler Huntley was worse. This Chief, uh, this Steelers team, they definitely have some awesome players. They have a great running back, but they can't run the ball. They have a great pass rush, solid secondary, but their defense is really injured. The Chiefs beat them 36-10, to 10, and I felt like they kind of let off the gas in that game that we <laughs> watched a few worse. weeks ago. It could have been a lot worse. The Chiefs are favored by 12.5 here, which is a ton for a playoff game. Steelers, huge fan base. I like the Chiefs here. I like them big. But, man, you remember that game we, were, we watched last year? It was Chiefs-Browns in the playoffs, and Mahomes got hurt. And you remember how yeah. helpless and we felt? they still won. Yeah, they still won. We still won, but we felt helpless, and that yeah. was terrible. I, I mean, if Mahomes game. gets hurt, the Steelers have a chance. Yeah, well. That's the only he, way. He, he hadn't gotten hurt all year, and he usually gets yeah. hurt. And that's that's the only the only reason I bring that up is because that is the only way this game is close. Yeah, I think I don't even think it's a question. I think the Chiefs have to, have to be the happiest team going into this wild card weekend. Um, 
I'm so, so mad at Carson Wentz and the Colts that they're making me watch the Steelers still. Um, they, I, I figured this game was going to be Sunday night or Monday night because this will, like you said, without some fluke, this is going to be a Big Ben's last game in the NFL. Um, it's going to be a sad ending, I think. I think I think Chiefs blow out like the over because I think the Chiefs just kill them and the Steelers maybe get a touchdown or two late for Big Ben to go out with a, a touchdown pass or something. But, man, I'm not – I'm glad this is on Sunday night because I I'm, I'm, might go to sleep a little early. Yeah, I think uh, halftime, going to sleep, it's possible. I, I do think that it, it could be a little tight at first. Maybe the Steelers' defense comes out with a yeah. ton of firehouse money. But, yeah. It feels it, like – it feels like the Steelers have to go up like at least 7-0, probably like 10-0 to even have a chance for it to be close late, to chance to even cover, you know. I don't know. I, it, I'm not looking forward to this game at all. The gap between Jalen Hurts and Tom Brady is so, like, galaxies closer than Ben Roethlisberger and Patrick Mahomes in terms of this game it's, and how effective they'll be. It's literally sad to watch him play. Like, I never liked Big Ben. He's not a good guy. and he Not a good guy. Calls the Broncos and most other teams in the AFC a lot of pain, but it is just, like, pitiful to watch him play now. Yeah. Well, we only have to do it. One more night. One last yeah, ride. Literally. Thanks to the Colts. Yeah. Carson Wentz, 4.4 QBR. Must win game. Gets a team so that hadn't won in, in, in months. If you just hand, hand it off every time, I think you get, like, a 40. <laughs> they can't win in Jacksonville. They never will. Just too, yeah. too tough. I need to, we need to note that for next year. They'll either play there week one or week 18. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Jags money line no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, no matter what happens. Even if their coach gets fired, their fans dress up as clowns. Uh, <laughs> Went no, down to no clown town. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, unbelievable! I get, Final, I get, the the last hard knocks comes out tonight. I cannot wait to watch it. Can't imagine it's going to be a very happy episode. No, it's so. going to be hilarious. So, <laughs> you know, it comes down to that Colts loss to the Rams with me in the house. If I don't get out of the car, if I don't get out of my house and go to that game, the Colts yeah. probably win. I think I was the difference there. They lost. They a lost a bunch of games like that. They were like one and four, and they were losing. The Rams, obviously a good team, but they were losing to teams that they should not have lost to like the Jags. I mean, you say whatever you want, but at the end of the day, they had a last week game against the Jags and they lost. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Tough place to play. Rams, obviously a good team. You just said it. I'm not so sure. Rams minus four Monday night football, Monday night playoffs. I can't stand that. Can't stand that. It's a thing, but it is. We get that ever sought after ESPN crew for this Monday night that football sucks. game. <laughs> Kyler Murray coming to town, SoFi Stadium, only going to host one playoff game, it looks like, because we blew it. We got a quarterback that can't move. Kind of injured. No Robert Woods. People forget we should have Robert Woods, and I'm not, I don't even know if they would have lost a game. And they don't have Robert Woods. And I'm, I'm pretty worried about it, to be honest. Um, I, I don't know what to expect. We just signed Eric Weddle and played a snap all year. There's no way he's yeah. any good. He wasn't no good last he, time he was with No us. way he knows the playbook. No way he's fast. Yeah, that, that, no way. I don't, li- I don't like that at all. Him on Rondale Moore running down the field. Like, what are we doing? You know, there, there's not some young guy out there that, like, Somebody maybe was a backup squad at LSU. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. But I, I don't feel good about this at all. Uh, I, I'm so sad. Cam Akers back. Didn't look great because we can't block. But, uh am not ready to watch Kyler Murray end my season on Monday Night Football. It just sounds like a terrible time. My neighbor dogs are going absolutely insane. I don't know what's going on. I've never heard him bark in my life. 
Let them go nuts. I don't know. I feel like something crazy is happening. I've never even heard them bark before. Oh, um, anyway, danger. I'm not maybe not me personally, but I feel like somebody out there is in danger. All right. Um, I, I really wasn't expecting this. I was so used to your overwhelming confidence in the Rams and the Bengals. I was going to get on here and tell you that I love the Cardinals plus four. Might be my favorite bet. Can't decide between that and the, the Niners. Uh, Rams, obviously, more clearly talented team, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But the, the Cardinals do have some playmakers. J.J. Watt will be back. I uh, don't really know how big of a difference that is. This could all change a lot if Hopkins comes back. I know he was targeting a playoff return. Hasn't played in like five or six weeks. So that's going to be a big difference. He probably won't be 100% either way. But I think these teams are too too even the way they're playing. I don't know the Cardinals have kind of slid down the stretch. The Rams obviously didn't finish the season great. But this feels like, and I don't know if it's going to cost them the game, but I feel like Matthew Stafford is going to throw a massive interception at some point in this game. Yeah, well, that's kind of his thing. I can't stand yeah. watching. I don't know but if it's going to be like the Rams are about to score and he throws one or he throws one on like the, his own five like he did back-to-back weeks a couple times ago. But and I'm a big Stafford guy. I was a big Stafford believer coming into the year. But, I mean, we, we've never really watched him play this meaningful football. He made the – I think he made the playoffs maybe twice. I know he, I know he made the playoffs once in Detroit. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's certified gunslinger. He's going to sling it whether somebody's open or not. So I, I trust Kyler more than Stafford, even though Stafford's been doing this for 10-plus years. But, yeah, I, I, I really like the Cardinals plus four. I think the Rams could still win. I think they're the more talented team. But, yeah, I'll, I'll take the, the points. I thought this would be like a two-one. Yeah, you know, Stafford walks out, and he looks so cool. He's got that arm yeah. sleeve. His helmet's cool, cool. The uniforms are cool. And he, he's got this walk of like, I am so damn bad. Here I go. I'm going to kill it. And sometimes he is. No, he, he like, he, I, I'm shocked he even has like any sort of swagger to his walker, or he can even walk still, actually. Somebody gets yeah. near him and he just goes down, or in the process of going down, he throws it to the other team, or like three yards into the ground. Well, he, and he had, to so stand in, he had to stand in Detroit and get his back snapped in half for like 10 years. So he probably has a little PTSD. Retire. Retire then. You know, why are you doing this to me now? I I don't know. I The Rams beat the Cardinals in Arizona when the Cardinals had Hopkins, when the Rams didn't have Jalen Ramsey. And watching that game, I still don't totally understand how the Rams won. Outside of one thing, and that is number 10, Cooper Cup, the best player in the NFL. So, yeah. And the yeah, second been, best player yeah. in the NFL is Aaron Donald. And they're on the yeah. same team. And Von Miller's been going nuts. And Jalen Ramsey looked good last week. And the Rams still could pull it together and find it. Not only win this game, but win the Super Bowl. Unless they, they have the talent. Yeah, I mean, they have, yeah. they have the talent. I mean, they probably have the most talented, like, defense. Just looking at names in the league, for sure. I mean... But I, they just haven't really given you much confidence over the last month. They'll find it. They'll find it right here. You know, just they listen could. to you talk about how much you like the Cardinals. I just completely feel different. That's a good different. sign for the team that I like. Yeah, feel so differently about the game. And because it might be my last opportunity to do so, Rams, minus four.
Here we come. Yeah, I'll Sofa take State. cards minus four. You guys can win by three. I'll be happy if you guys win by three. I love Stafford. You just took cards minus four. You took the alternate line. Yeah, alt line a, card. Cards minus 21. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, ridiculous I'm used to betting take. on the Louisville Cardinals. Yeah, they are usually minus 21. Um, yeah, they're going to lose to NC State tonight, and I won't have to cut that out. Uh, <laughs> Dylan texts me the same thing. No joke, 8 a.m. The cards plus, minus six and a half. What a joke. Yeah, it is. It's... Uh, it's unbelievable. That's such a game that we split. I mean, there's there's no talent. There's no coaching. I might have to cut that part out because it's really cynical. But uh, yeah, Rams, uh, last thing for today, Super Bowl odds. You said that you like the Chiefs and the Packers. Makes sense. That is coming in at four and a half to one. That is the most likely results. I like two different things here. The Rams-Bengals. Obviously. To meet up in uh, the Will Reddington Bowl of Destiny. And that is 50 to one currently. It's, it's pretty crazy. So pretty good odds. Two four seeds. Could happen. Has happened before. Bengals Packers. Bengals get that second round matchup in Tennessee. 25 to 1. Worth thinking about. Yeah, I I know that um, you know, it's kind of the same story every year with the Packers, but I I without a doubt think they're winning the NFC. I think they're the best team. They're getting Jair, Darius Smith back. Um they playoffs go through Lambeau I know they've they've lost the last two NFC championship games at home uh first year they got absolutely ran all over by the Niners defense was horrendous that year last year um last year you really can't make an excuse for him Brady threw back to back to back picks and then they had that very questionable coaching decision to kick a field goal I don't think they ever even got the ball back so I don't know um as a Broncos fan that knows I'm not going to get Aaron Rodgers, but still is being dumb enough to even consider it. Do you think I should be rooting for them to win the Super Bowl or lose in their first playoff game? What lose, do you think is more sure. likely for him to leave? Lose. If he if he loses? Yeah. You know, I was thinking, you know, he wins it all. He's like, okay, I don't know these these people, which Aaron Rodgers would never care about this anyways. But anybody, I, I don't know Green Bay anymore. I'm out of here. But He might retire. You know, it's, it, yeah, he if they win it all, he actually might retire. He actually might retire anyway, so. I know there's a one percent chance I may get him, but when you haven't had a quarterback in seven years, you got to hold on to those lottery tickets that are never going to cash. The five most likely matchups: Packers, Chiefs, four and a half to one; Packers, Titans, seven and a half to one. Packers because they're both the one seeds, and people will just blindly bet the ones because they well, get Titans the last game they have to win. Titans just had to win two home games to get there too. It's a lot easier. Yeah, Less, I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Uh, Packers, Bills, eight to one; Bucks, Chiefs rematch, ten to one. Cowboys Chiefs 15 to 1 Rams Chiefs 15 to 1 you know it's it's going to be probably something like that but if you're looking for value and you think about the Bengals going there and the fact the Bengals have already beaten the Chiefs it's not that out of the realm Bengals beat the Raiders this weekend that they could be right there and then if you get to final four weekend you got the Bengals Packers 25 to 1 you hedge a little bit you can take the Chiefs minus 5 I think that the Titans, Chiefs, Bengals, or Bills could all win the AFC. I'm probably least confident in the Titans, even though they're the one seed. But, I mean, if Derrick Henry comes back, everything's different because they can completely control the clock. They can, he's Nobody wants to tackle him in late January. So, uh, the Chiefs are my pick. I know they're the most popular pick. I hate being chalky, but, you know, it's just we've seen them do it the last two years, and somebody has to beat them for me to think that somebody's going to beat them in the postseason. Eagles Steelers Super Bowl. You can bet a hundred bucks on that and win sixty thousand dollars. If you're gonna do that, please just donate it to me instead. 
pretty cool. I or donated to the uh, Sarcoma Foundation of America. Yeah. Great, great cause. Thought- and I'd say that about wraps us up. You got, you got anything else that's on your mind? He froze. He's done. All right. Lexi Browning. The Bachelor. Right, Bachelor Red Talk, Lexi Browning. We are back. Clayton season. It's week two. But first, episode 201. Did you have fun at our fundraiser party on Saturday? I had a ton of fun. Cole would say too much fun. What a night. Thank you again to everyone for coming out to that and to you for hosting. Oh, you're so welcome. It was incredible. Um, such a great time to party and have an awesome time 2 to 6 p.m. at our age I just felt like it was perfect I had the nicest day um, also spent the next day in what I think one would uh, describe as a coma uh, but I'm okay now and um, thank you everybody for coming out it was unbelievable best day ever uh, now back to our regularly scheduled programming bachelor week two I locked in this week I watched the episode. You said you have no notes. So we're going to figure it out. I'm ready to carry the show. This was the Red Flag episode with a little ADHD ADHD shaming. Yes, this definitely did feel like the old familiar Bachelor again. We're back to our roots of just like women being real mad at each other and for no good reason except they're getting beat at their own game but we're just going to try to twist it into them being a terrible person and lack a ton of self-awareness. That's just the name of the game. That's why we show up every week. So happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's 29 girls, 30 girls, because that, that one girl self-evicted because she has to get married or pretend she's getting married or whatever. But there's 29 of them. You have to think that a handful of them are absolutely terrible. And we did learn this week that two of them for sure are couple of group dates. We open it up with uh, this child's birthday party. You know, Clayton loves kids. And Hillary Duff in the house. Oh, my God. That really is what dreams are made of. Like, they kept trying to make Cassidy out to be the villain, being like, oh, my God, she's just interested in, like, being around Hillary Duff more than she even is about Clayton, and she isn't caring about the children. She's actually telling the children that she hates them to their faces. But she's right about the Hillary thing. Like, that, that is A-list for this show. This is, like, probably the best guest they've ever gotten. I would have been just as excited. I think that was the only appropriate reaction. And it resonates with me heavily because Hillary Duff is also the first concert that I ever went to as a child. Um, I have to come clean. Hillary Duff was also my first concert. Me, my sister, my dad, my stepmom up there. I think we're at Freedom Hall. We were going absolutely nuts. We used to listen to that album on the way to school every day. I believe it was titled Metamorphosis. And I'm watching Hillary Duff appear on the scene. And I'm like, what made you want to come here? Like, I, exactly like the A-list thing. How, like, cause she's not really promoting anything. I know she's got that younger show. Show's great. But, um, you know, I, I guess Hillary's at home thinking... Why not? You take a crazy chance. But yeah, Cassidy is best friends with her. And she she's vibing with her a little bit and not really helping out with the party at all. She's 
definitely not worried about making some dollhouse, which I guess is some sort of heinous crime. But I understood Cassie's love for Hillary Duff. Uh, no, I don't really. I don't really prefer her though. She she seems so yesterday. Uh, Cassidy, truly awful, horrible, hated everything that she did. She was a little bit justified in being like, I'm not here to set up streamers. I'm not here for these little kids. But um, it's, it is sort of the, the game that we're doing today. That, that is the dates activity. It is what Clayton would have you do. But um, he, he seems pretty stupid, pretty blinded by everything that's going on, the whole situation that he's in not really aware of his surroundings at all. He's just only focused on whatever face is in front of him at that time. And a lot of the time, it's Cassidy. So, I mean, I'd love to hate on her, but it seems to be working. He definitely doesn't understand that in each group date, there's going to be a goal. And somebody's supposed to achieve the goal or do well or, for whatever reason, become the champion of said group date. He's not aware of that at all. You're right. He's just thinking about whatever is right in front of him. And and that was the goal of the date. It was to, you know, make this kid's birthday party better, I guess. But Cassie spends the entire time ignoring all the household tasks. She just makes out with Clayton. She even calls the children small people, says that she would like to spend as little time around those said children or any said children as possible for the rest of her life, which immediately doesn't make her a great match for Clayton. You know, kids are, for whatever reason, Clayton's bachelor trademark thing. Um, she ruins a cake, and then she proceeds to make out with them more. It was just a wild sequence. Oh, yeah. No, the cake thing was very rough. I thought if anything was going to awake Clayton to any of these red flags, it would be this moment where they drop the cake right in front of the excited child. The child's like, oh, my God, a cake, and it has my name on it. And she just slams it into the ground. It was atrocious. But, no, Clayton doesn't care. He just wants to make out, dry hump a little, and that's how the date goes. Cassidy, you get the rose. I see no problems here. Right in front of the children, too. I mean, she's on top of him. I mean, Clayton's this big children's guy you know, really cares about the kids and our nation's youth and and what they end up being and he's just close to getting to second base with this chick on this pool i assume right in front of the children i mean poor maya she plays no role in the episode they show her this is maya's birthday party that's about it all she all she really returns for is to watch that cake fall to the ground but yeah cassidy big hero gets the rose uh, that was only after she fought with the whole house Really, really wild. We're going to come back to Cassidy later. So then we get Susie, that is a.k.a. Hannah Brown's clone. They go on a little helicopter date. Can do without those. You know, Los Angeles, Kobe Bryant, show some respect. Why are we doing this again? Um, Clayton uses the word appreciative, I think 900 times. And uh, they, they have a dinner where she talks about hardships that she's experienced in her life. Clayton seems to really like her. And overall, I'd say it went pretty well. Agree. I feel like this is someone who is going to be here for a long time to come. She's my personal favorite to watch on TV because she's so bubbly and beautiful and captivating and really perfect for this franchise. Um, but 
I don't really see them as being endgame. I just sort of feel like she has too much of the upper hand, which is really incredible um, considering the circumstances. But it does sort of feel like he is more into her than she may be into him. But that's just the vibes that I was getting. Did you feel the same? Yeah, and I think we're going to see a lot of that. Like, Although Clayton is this sec football player he he appears so dominant before you hear him talk he's he's really not i, I think that's going to be a recurring theme i think we could get a few more weeks into this and we could convince ourselves there's maybe five or six girls that clayton really really likes and you know they seem like they could care less or they're kind of into it and it, clayton it's gonna have to, it's gonna take some other girl going up to clayton Telling him, hey, this girl over here, she sucks and she did this wrong. For Clayton to, I think, realize anything's wrong with anybody. And he's clearly going to take all those things to heart. I mean, you can tell that it's his stupidity is what's the issue. Because it took Mrs. Duff all of one second to be like, okay, Cassidy's not here to make any friends. And Cassidy was trying really hard to be on Hillary Duff's good side. And she immediately sussed it out and was like, okay, so that's the villain of the season. And meanwhile, Colton's like, you're pretty. God, I keep calling him Colton, but you guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, Hillary Duff is a, is a genius. And yeah, the Colton stuff, we got to figure it out. That's back-to-back weeks. I mean, we're, we're going to have to get there. And I think we are going to get there. I, I really do think we are going to get there. But yeah, Hillary Duff, absolute genius. She's the one that coined the line, yesterday my life was duller, now everything's technicolor. Of course, she, of course she snuffs this out. But Clayton, he's got no clue what's going on. He's a seventh-place finisher. He, he doesn't know. He, he just looks at it and he's like, this girl's hot and she wants to kiss me. This show and job is incredible. And it's hard to blame him for that. He's just... He's not doing a great job so far. And, you know, Jesse Palmer, he's doing okay. He's here to help him. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Next group date, never have I ever. Twas horrendous. Uh, Yeah, I didn't hate this date that much. I think never have I ever is a good way to get to know the crowd. Um, So I didn't hate it, but I just thought it was pretty funny because, okay, after the first group date where Cassidy gets the rose it's like they're back in the mansion and she is going to like get a pregame plan together with Shanae and she's like Shanae this is how I got the rose this is the key to winning this thing and she's like you got to be aggressive you got to get in there you got to be number one show them who you are like you know, take control of the, of the game. So going into this date, Shanae's like, I'm going to be the star of the show. And Elizabeth accidentally is stealing Shanae's plan at every turn. Just coincidentally, she's going to be the one sitting by uh, Clayton and never have I ever. Immediately, we are enraged by this because that's what I was going to do. And uh, so it was just more of um villainous coming out this whole date yeah it's just where we meet our next our new insufferable character and that is shanae uh when she gets up and does the watch me whip watch me nay nay it's just it another moment of this show where i really think about turning it off when i think about all the things i'd rather watch than that and i and i fight through I, I do, and I deserve a ton of tr- credit for that, which I give myself. And she just, this entire date, you're right, she kind of picks Elizabeth out. Okay, you, I hate you, and we are now mortal enemies. And that's kind of really how we spend our next, what, like 
45 minutes, like throughout the date and after the date. It's Elizabeth versus Shanae. And poor Elizabeth. I mean, this girl just did nothing wrong. She seemed so sweet. Yeah. And literally all Elizabeth did was what Shanae wished she would have done. Like she pulled Clayton immediately after the toast. That's what Shanae wanted to do. She's so mad about it. And she cannot find a reason as to why this makes Elizabeth a terrible person. So she's just like, you were not making eye contact with me at the pool the other day. And clearly that's not the issue at hand. It's just crazy how they can like convince themselves that someone has wronged them just because they're irritated at something that they've done. And this is where the whole ADHD thing comes to play because Elizabeth is like, no, I wasn't being rude to you at the pool. I just couldn't hear you because something about me, I have ADHD. Sometimes it's hard for me to understand everything that's being said when two people are speaking at one time, which totally understandable. But Shanae is not taking this as a good explanation. She's like, what? You had ADHD? She takes it to the whole group and sort of portrays it as if it's some ridiculous excuse and it's not legitimate. Um, so, yeah, a lot of America is pretty mad at Shanae today. Yeah, and when you get through 45 minutes of this episode, you're thinking there's no way that America is going to hate someone more than they hate Cassidy. And Sinead runs away with it. I mean, it's not even close by the time the night ends. And Cassidy returns for more drama. But Sinead, I mean, a absolutely horrendous. She somehow, like the first conversation, the, it could go one of two ways. She could be empathetic or she could do what she did. And she obviously goes on to question her for saying that, brings it up to the group. All not great. But at the end, I mean, she's like basically saying ADHD is not real. She's saying she has it. She's saying every kid in the United States has it. It's not an excuse. This was a, a tough look, and it's it's shocking that someone would act like this knowing that this is being filmed. I feel like this is a subject that has been touched upon in the past. Wasn't there someone in the past that was like, she's taking Adderall, and it was like a big thing or something like that? I feel like this has come up before and we should know better by now. I mean, it's 2022. We should all respect mental health awareness and having boundaries surrounding those types of conversations. We all have those struggles. It, it, it is a legitimate thing that Elizabeth has had to deal with in her life. And it's it was her trying to justify and explain why she did not vibe with Shanae. But the truth is, she did not care what Shanae was saying at that pool that day. And it had nothing to do with her ADHD. Maybe it did. But regardless, she owes Shanae nothing. And it was just so stupid. Shanae was like, but you said that you loved me. And Elizabeth was like, no, I never said that I loved you. It was just a classic, a classic Bachelor um, villain episode. Hopefully, um, at least Shanae will be leaving soon. So we'll only have to deal with Cassidy. That just sparked the memory. You said that, and I was like, I feel like that has happened. Maybe it was before my time. It actually was not. It was on Peter's season. And it was Tammy calling Kelsey a 
pill popper with mental issues because of the Adderall. She also said that she had an excessive drinking problem. So this is, has happened to an extent, and that is just crazy that it has. Yeah, no, it's all very unfortunate, but um, I think it's very clear who is in the wrong in the situation. I feel like Elizabeth handled it in a very mature way, and um, she even posted a TikTok about, like, if someone confides in you about your mental health, what what do you do? And it's like, respect them and blah, 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 just steps that are Nowhere in there, like, expose them or weaponize it the way that Shanae did. And even when this happened, Cassidy, her homegirl, was sort of like, I mean, Shanae's being a jerk. Yeah, even Cassidy couldn't find it in her heart to side with her. And, you know, you worry about Clayton in a scenario like this, where as a viewer, you're like, okay, Shanae is obviously in the wrong, Elizabeth's not. But Shanae goes to him first and presents this lack of eye contact problem is so disrespectful yada 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 you, you like worry about how Clayton's gonna respond to that because he, he just seems so not there you know like he like he can't figure out when someone's messing with him or not and, and it could be a problem and it didn't really turn into one here I feel like he heard Elizabeth out and you know it ended up being fine but I do think it could be an issue as the season goes on he's gonna have a really tough time of reading people and figuring out who to believe absolutely i I don't think that we are going to be nearly as spoiled this season with rooting out all of the annoying people early on. I don't think he is one that's going to be able to pick up on that. So we're just going to have to deal with it long term. And hopefully it makes for some entertaining TV. Yeah, without a doubt. So we move forward to what we hoped would be a rose ceremony. You know, we are doing the pre-rose ceremony. Everybody's dressed to the nines. And... Instead, I think it was Serene, maybe, maybe Serene, I don't know, Serene and Green, maybe not, but one of the girls goes up to Clayton, and she's like, hey, Cassidy, which is on camera, this girl's not making this up, has a friend with benefits back home, and she was talking about how the guy fully supports her and going on the show, and he said he can't wait for her to get back. She just randomly tells that story, which... It doesn't seem like the smartest thing to say or discuss on camera. Can't imagine that she's the only one with a situation like that. I mean, I would say maybe some of them even have on and off boyfriends back home that are a little more serious. But Cassidy's caught red-handed here. And Clayton pulls Jesse Palmer aside. Jesse Palmer, by the way, unbelievably versatile. He's on this show on Monday night. And at the same time, he's doing pre- and post-game coverage for the national championship on ESPN. Same time on Monday night. These things are simultaneous. Jesse Palmer's on ABC and ESPN doing both. Unbelievable hero. But Clayton's like, hey, can I take a rose back? And then, you know, the music hits, and then we get that dreaded TBC to be continued. Your thoughts? Uh, I feel like this probably has happened before, but it's just the clueless Clayton question directed at the clueless Jesse who looks straight at the camera and like, a, oh my God, what did he just say? Look on his face. Uh, edge of my seat, really captivating stuff here. Um, I sort of don't think he's going to take the rose away. Maybe he will. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I feel like he definitely, like, 
I feel like Cassidy is his best connection right now because that's who he has spent most of his time with. A lot of the other women were like, I mean, it didn't even feel like a date at all. I don't know why I'm here. I'm here on a date with him and Cassidy. And and that was a shared sentiment amongst the girls. So I do feel like that's probably who he's had the chance to get to know the best this early on. So that's my only reason why I feel like he may actually let her keep the rose. But hopefully not. Um, and then in the preview, we see that Shanae will still be around because she's going to take a trophy and throw it and say something like, keep your name out of my mouth to another girl. So she's going to continue to be mean. Um, she's from like a small town in Ohio, which is really surprising to me because she's she gives me like big city girl vibes. Just yeah, absolutely. But maybe she was like the hottest, coolest girl in her city. So she's going to carry herself that way for the rest of her life. You know, it, it could be that as well. But I see Cassidy and Clayton having a conversation about this. And Cassidy doesn't seem like the brightest girl in the Bachelor Mansion for sure. But I do think that she can probably work her way around that argument, dominate Clayton in a battle of wits, and probably get to stay on the show with uh, – Maybe some lies and a little bit of self-explanation and kind of kind of merge them and figure it out, stick around. But he did ask, to be fair, he did say, can I take this rose away? So it is possible that she's done. It is very possible, and I do think it's very valid. I think a lot of people have been like, yeah, so what? I bet a lot of people have that situation. But I do think it is it is a little bit damning to have something on the side like that, especially where she said, like, it's going to be cuddle season by the time you get off the show and we can, like, watch it together and they're, like, friends with benefits. So that's, like... I mean, I'm not saying that's a relationship or anything because I'm sure if that if there was something there, she wouldn't have come on the show to begin with. But it still is... It's... It's a little Jed feeling, and I don't like it. I think it's very valid for her to be sent home because she also sucks. Right, and like you said, it's probably going on throughout the house, but you know, a lot of people are going 70 miles an hour in a 55, right? And most of them aren't getting caught. But if you called a cop and you said, hey, what's up, Mr. Cop? I'm going to drive past this exit, and I'm going to be going 73 at this time today. I just wanted to let you know. I don't want to tell on myself. I don't want you to pull me over. I just want to let you know this is where I'm going to be. All right, bye. You have to get caught because it's so stupid to say that, to say it out loud, that you're you're going to get caught. And that's this. She has to be punished, I feel like, for being dumb enough to say that out loud to another girl who she obviously doesn't know, who she can't trust, who she probably met that day. It's unbelievable. So I, I kind of hope she gets kicked off. And not to mention she seems awful anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, hopefully we we get rid of her pretty soon, um, at least by next week, I'm hoping. Um, but it is going to be a long season, like I said, with the villains. Uh, what else did we miss this week? What else happened? Anything good? Um, I, that was basically the whole episode. Half of it was Cassidy, half of it was Shanae, uh, a lot of, of villain vibes, like you said. I had a few notes on Clayton. Uh, how about the hoodie he was wearing under a sport coat? I didn't notice. Was it was it cute? The first group date, we get home, it's the after party. And he's got like a blazer on with a white hoodie on under it. Unbelievable outfit choice. Oh, that's like a business casual. Oh, really? Like so like a like a hoodie, you know, like a white hoodie. Standard hoodie with a 
blazer on over it. That's like that's in. That's cool. Um, I didn't think it looked weird at the time, so it's probably cool. Okay, yeah. I mean, um, I I want to go on record on this recorded live saying that I haven't seen anyone rock that look before, first time. So pretty cool. You know, it's pretty cool when you experience new things in life. I also had that he kind of talks to all of them like he's a football coach. You know, he tells them all like he he likes their effort. He sees potential in them. <laughs> it makes me think he thinks they're playing football. Yeah. Also, he has just like a casual conversation, like very shallow, nothing serious at all. Just like a very moderate conversation. Then he's like, you know, I feel like we have a connection. It's like where when from where what gives you that feeling because it just is like I don't know I don't know I feel like there's a lot of just I'm going in straight for the kissing because I don't know what to say next I feel like he's not getting deep with these women or asking any of the hard questions not doing any of the required work to like find an actual wife I think he's just having fun but it is still early. Yeah, it's uh, the, the conversations are absolutely horrendous. I mean, we thought Peter was bad, and I mean, his ending—I mean, it was a complete, you know, crash and burn style scenario with how that final four actually turned out. And then he ends up with fifth place, and they break up, and that—it's a dumpster fire of a season. But like Peter's conversations are so much better than this. Like I—I'm I, enjoying it so far. I feel like it's kind of exciting. There's some captivating characters. I think the the dates have been fine. Hillary Duff being there is cool. I think Jesse Palmer's doing great, but. Clayton is not not somebody I like want to host a podcast like listen to him talk for sure okay another thing that I heard someone else bring up that I had never even considered but it's so true okay so there we're early on there's a ton of women here we have a massive group date and at the birthday party and then a one-on-one -on -one, and then a massive group date with the never have I ever. But there's also some poor bastards in there that get nothing at all. You don't get any time. You don't get a date because for some reason that birthday party was full. We couldn't tack you onto that. There was no space, no space at never have I ever. You had to sit in the mansion. Why do they do that? Like that is so stupid. That seems kind of mean. I am learning about that for the first time. I mean, I, I had absolutely no idea that not every girl was on one of these group dates or on the one-on-one. -on -one. I'd have to be one of these women's, like, parents to, to realize something like that. There's so many of them out there running. Yeah, well, there was that one girl in the ITMs that was like, what do you mean I don't get a date? I left my parents. I left my cat. <laughs> you don't remember that? No, no I must have tuned out there. That's uh, that may have made me notice that though. That's a bummer. She left her cat and didn't even get a date, and for no reason other than to just be f with by the producers. That's tough. I hate to hear that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but one of those women, I can't remember which one, um, but one of those women that did not get any time made it up to Clayton, and I feel like he was like really surprised and shocked by that it was the one what did she do she was like i'm really big into like bringing things from my family with me here and now like let's create um like some of our own what was it was it like a scrapbook or like 
keepsakes or something. I don't know. But they did like a personal activity together. And I feel like Clayton was like, oh, I was totally going to send you home. But now I might keep you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't remember that at all. I feel like I had a pretty good grasp of the episode. And you're starting to make me feel like I, I maybe didn't because I have missed apparently some, some very key moments. But I, I did That's feel like great. I see it. For assault, for the most part, that's why we're, we're both here. You know, we can can help each other get to yeah get to the end. No notes, but like my memory is just so good. Like I don't even need notes to outshine you at this no, craft. Yeah. No, you, you do your thing. You know, you're you're born for this. It's 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 uh it's great. You know, I, I'm I'm happy you're here. I'm not gonna yeah. argue with you there. Okay, well, that's that's all I have. Uh, hopefully next week is a little bit better. I feel like this week was a little bit more disappointing. For some reason, the first episode had me more excited than this one. I think it was just too much villain time. One villain I can handle, but when they team up, it starts to feel overwhelming. Yeah, and Clayton's probably not going to get him out. But, you know, we'll we'll still stick around. It's uh it's not that bad. Monday night football has one more week. It's playoffs and uh no more national championships on Monday. So it's it's gonna be all I have on Mondays pretty soon. I'll be super locked in, very focused, and I'm looking forward to that for the quality of our show. But yeah, that uh that does it for me this week, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. Uh no, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. All right. Until next time, Lexi, great job. TTYL. <laughs>